So I was affected by this disease, which is called vitiligo. That was a life-changing moment for me because slowly and slowly, those white patches started to get bigger and bigger. And that that Vimal, who was the superstar, at least in my mind, started to get smaller and smaller. Yeah, it was an art that was growing on top of me because I was like the canvas for the vitiligo. It did affect me because it started to make me feel shamed about myself. It was difficult mentally because you get to see people when you go to places and they stare at you. They mm-hmm. stare at you like you're not human. I stopped interacting much with people, just limited to my close friends and family. And this is my quote for life. You know, I'm fine just the way I am and just the way I'm not. Hi, I'm Jagrati. Welcome to You Are Human, a podcast attempting to decode human potential and possibilities by bringing you real stories, real heroes. This is episode 9. Vimal Vijayasanan, once upon a time, a popular chocolate boy in school, known for his sports achievements and academic merits, had an emotional and psychological breakdown after having diagnosed with Whitley This episode is about how his world turned upside down after a white patch appeared on his wrist at the age of 16, which only kept growing and growing, making him a center of attraction wherever he went. How his discoloration drew him away from sports, how his love drifted apart, and in the end, how he, beyond anyone else, acknowledged himself accepted himself and today not just appreciates his skin disease but loves all of it. He is today popularly known as Vimalusion. He is an inspiring speaker, a karate sensei, an artist and a magician. His foundational phrase, I'm fine just the way I am and just the way I'm not, is continuing to inspire many and makes him someone who is embraced all of them, just the way he is, and just the way that he's not. Hello and welcome to You Are Human, Vimal. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, thank you so much. Actually, it's my pleasure to just be here and listen to your wonderful questions and be a part of this whole thing. Really happy. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. In my introduction, I mentioned how at the age of 16, your life took a 360 degree turn. Would you be comfortable sharing more about that? Yeah. Age of 16 is the time we just ending our school. I was a superstar, at least in my mind, because I was really enjoying my school days and it was really fun because I was a sportsman. I was, I was everybody's favorite guy at one point in time. And it was really good to live those moments. At that age, something really happened, which I wouldn't say was a big problem for me at that point in time because it was one small white patch on my hand. Being a brown Indian, a small white patch didn't seem like a big problem at that time. But yes, that was a life-changing moment for me because slowly and slowly, those white patches started to get bigger and bigger. And that, that Vimal, who was the superstar, at least in my mind, started to get smaller and smaller. Yes, those white patches actually got on top of me. So that was one of those changing points in my life. Hmm. Hmm. Probably age of 16 was a starting point, but I think 18 to 21 was the drastic point. That was the time when you were most affected? Yes. So I was affected by this disease, which is called vitiligo. It's more of a cosmetic disease. 
where the, your skin color changes, I would say you start to lose melanin in your skin and you start mm-hmm. to get fair in those areas because you lose melanin. And melanin is the content that gives you the black color in your skin. Mm-hmm. So yes, uh, that started to go and it didn't go in a symmetric way. It took his own time. It took his own designs. It took to his own paths. So it was not like my hand became white one day or my legs became one white one day. It was mm-hmm. coming as small dots, spots, and it spread in any kind of direction they like to. Yeah, it was an art that was growing on top of me because I was like the canvas for the weekly go. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, is, is this how you look at it now? Of course, I'm sure. But back then, what was it that you were going through? When it just started, what was your mental state? So see, when it started, it wasn't, like I told you, it wasn't, too much to worry about but as it started to increase it was in very weird shapes and being brown and you have white patches it gives a major contrast you can really spot a big difference and it started spreading on my you know fingers and then my legs my shin and it did affect me because it started to make me feel shamed about myself being a sportsman i was always into sports so one of the main things when you go for sports is you wear shorts when you wear shorts, these patches on the legs, mm. at least, you know, would create uh, attention to the other person and they would look at it or, you know, someone would laugh at it. Mm. And these were things that was something that was pulling my confidence mm. down. And in fact, I stopped sports. One of the main reason was this, because I could not wear things that were necessary for the sport and I was losing confidence because of my skin. And because of which... I slowly moved out of sports. The only sports that I continued was karate. That's because karate, you wear full pants and full sleeve hands. So I could always cover my patches. But yes, it was difficult mentally because you get to see people when you go to places and they stare at you. They stare at you like you're not human. I can understand when adults look at you, stare at you is understandable. But the most hurting thing is when small children, they look at you and they look at you with like, I've seen humans, but... What is this? They have that kind of a face. It's sometimes very difficult to express, but yeah, it is true. When you when you just look at them and they have that kind of an expression towards you, mm. whatever little confidence that we have inside will also go away. Because kids are the most innocent people in the world. And if they feel weird looking at you, then you feel like everything is gone in life. And that's exactly what I was facing for so many years. People making fun, people giving you those weird looks. Especially when you go to the shops like Lulu or Kafo and you just walk around and you're shopping just like everyone else. But all of a sudden, you see people just stop by and just giving you those looks. Like, what is this? Yeah. And it did affect mentally, of course, because imagine that age. That age where I'm 18 to 20, 21, 22. That is the peak of anyone's age, uh, anyone's life. Yeah. And that's the time you want to really go out and be yourself. And that's the exact time I went backwards. I stopped interacting much with people, just limited to my close friends and family and totally shut down everything that I used to do. I mean, I used to do a lot of sports, a lot of, little bit of magic and a little bit of uh, painting and everything I used to do, but didn't really uh, flourish because I was mentally blocked. 
I was in a block that I think, what do I do? What's the point? And I was in a situation where every everything and everyone around me seemed to be having a much better life than me just because I don't look fine. Hmm. No matter how much you say, our confidence do come with the way we look as well. Absolutely. And the moment you the moment you feel that your looks are not what you feel it should be, then it's very difficult to move on. And that's exactly what I used to feel at that time. Yeah. There's a quote that I had read recently. It says that our skin is just the cover of our book. The pages in it is what we write through our lives based on the way we live. But there's another quote also that uh, you do not judge a book by its cover, but we always do it. So uh, I, I know what you mean, because even today we will first go on the face value rather than understanding the person. In, in life, I think uh, we tend to see ourselves like how the society perceives us, the kind of perfection the society wants us to be. And based on that, we decide our worthiness. Hmm? Now, when your life took a turning point, when your body started to change, did you feel that your friends, especially your friends, I'm sure it wouldn't be your family much, but your friends, did they have a different approach towards you? What, was their attitude any different towards you? Yeah. So if I have to say this way, uh, I will split it into two parts. So one is the family. Hmm. The family's approach towards me had changed, not in a bad way, but they started to get more sympathetic. They were mentally affected as well. And they were seeing that, why did this happen to my child? Hmm. Why is it happening to him? What did he do wrong, wrong that this has to happen to him? And they were the ones who were suffering, maybe more than me. And their suffering, of course, had a direct effect on me as, as a person. And yes, now when you talk about friends, the close friends, of course, they were sad to see that such a thing is happening. The really close ones, the really close ones are still with me today. But of course, there are certain friends who moved away. I wouldn't say it's because of Vitligo, but I know some of them used to make fun of it. If not directly on my face, but they used to make fun of it and I would know about it and through my other friends and Yes, I do feel bad about it at that time. But mm. today when I think about it, it's fine. But yeah, I did lose some friends at least on my mind and heart because mm. of what they spoke. And these are the times you need people to be with you because it's a tough phase. Mm. And the close ones did. Mm. And my family did. But certain of uh, friends did make fun and it hurts at that point in time. Yes, we, we were really young that time. And small things make a big difference because you think they are the ones who have been with you and all of a sudden you hear them making fun behind you about right. your skin, something which I couldn't control. It's not like I took a brush and painted myself. So yeah, right. it was sad. Yeah. There's this Canadian model, Vinnie Harlow. She's also someone who has Whitley Go. And uh, to me, I think she looks gorgeous. Maybe because the way she's accepted herself and the way she's come out. So her confidence yeah. within reflects on her outside. And that's what makes her more accepting in the eyes of the society because I'm a part of society too. So when I see her, I don't feel, oh my God, what's wrong with her? I mean, my reaction wasn't like, oh my God. My reaction was, oh, wow. So in one of her um, interviews, like she had mentioned that when in school, 
children are mean and as children grow they turn meaner <laughs> and she had to go through a lot of bullying children used to call her zebra cow all these things and it was really hurtful and it affected her also uh, while she was growing up were there any mean things that people told you one good factor that happened to me if you compare to her story it was she was from a very young age so for right. me the thing was the bullying age of you know being in the uh, like i would say second standard to probably 10th standard mm-hmm. i wasn't having this so it wasn't a problem for me so i had this issue of post 16 so people were a little more mature and even if they had to make fun mm-hmm. probably they were making it without my presence and bullying is something i don't think it has happened to me touch wood because of the person that i am see after all i have been a karate guy from five so probably it's difficult for people to bully me up front for fun sake yes i have uh, like i've been called dalmatian and but i i would i wouldn't feel bad about it because it was just my friends in a way they took up front you know joking with me and right because i was accepting it and i was fine with it that's the only reason they said it and i wouldn't hmm. even, i never felt bad about it in fact i used to like make fun of myself that way and start to you know pull jokes on myself as well over a period of time and i was fine with it yeah so i don't think anybody up front has said something that hurt me that bad as they say that time heals everything so i'm sure initially it would have been difficult for you even you know the way your family was dealing with it because they were worried about you and your own personal barriers of not going out and you know just being indoors because you were not confident what happened that made you accept yourself and to move on was there a moment or was it a collection of things or was it just time and you said you know what this is who i am i'm going to live my life yeah so i would say a collection of events but one of the few things that used to really happen was my patches used to be like in very different weird shapes like it would come as a circle and then it would spread into a line and you know things like that so there were times like uh, my sister sometimes she would just come and while i'm sleeping she would take a pen and just highlight those patches and you know just just for wow. the fun sake and and then she would go away and then i actually uh, started to feel like you know i would take some paint or some colors and i would actually start to fill those patches with some colors and then i started to realize there are such beautiful designs that is coming on my hand that when i fill the patches with one color and then i mix it with another color and then you know smudge it a bit hmm. all of a sudden i started to feel good because it was brown skin with white skin but the white skin all of a sudden is beautiful paintings <laughs> so yeah i was enjoying that small bit of it and and slowly uh, i would say you know these things started to spark me inside i said okay fine treatments are not working and uh, this is how it's going to be i did a lot of research on this i studied a lot about it what happens and from what i've understood is there's not much of a cure for this hmm. and the biggest strength in this would be acceptance Hmm. which is the key factor unless you keep taking medication and and keep getting yourself mentally stressed out it might affect your health otherwise so rather just accept it is hmm. what was what i read in most of the places and i started to feel that yes i maybe need to accept it so yes i started to accept it but i wasn't happy about it i started to accept it 
I said, okay, now what's the point? Let me move on with whatever I do. I used to cover myself as much as possible. So, you know, there were like days when I would just go and look in the mirror and see, oh, there's a new spot. So if it's some spot which was really disturbing, I would maybe like take some color which would look very similar to the skin and just touch it so that it doesn't look too much odd. Though it was not in my control, then then even that stopped doing because because the patches were increasing. So there's no point to like work on it. I would have to have a whole set of paint just for this, you know. And then I started to say, okay, fine, just go on, take the stairs. But as much as possible, I would wear, you know, these. Uh, you get those leggings and uh, hmm. those hand stretches. Skin so, sleeves. Yeah. So I would wear them, so hmm. that. i could still wear shorts and do that and wear them or you know when i wear sleeve half sleeves i would like just put this on and and uh, i remember there were days like i used to just simply put an elbow support as if i got some injury or something but i had patches here so this is just wear them to just you know cover that so yeah it was the phase when i was i wouldn't say accept i would accept it but not love it but move on slowly with life and that's when uh, i started to move out and not do things i love definitely not but i just started to accept and live the way it is that went on for a while and of course the biggest problem in this whole scenario was parents especially mom and dad the way they feel about me was the biggest difficulty so even though i was fine or accepting it they were not accepting it also and they were just getting upset day by day because every now and then a new patch comes on me hmm. and i stopped looking at the mirror actually because i was like what do i do i can't control this and i i remember the days i sometimes i'll be sleeping and and uh, i would continue to sleep but my mom would come she would switch on the light pull the blanket down and she would check out those spots and you know mm-hmm. she would try to see if like one spot is increased or not and i would keep my eyes closed because if i open my eyes i would be more hurt so i would just keep my eyes closed and i know she would come and check those spots and and at times i even felt her tears drop on me so mm-hmm. yeah these were situations that was really tough but their pain that they used to go through was what used to hurt me more than my little ego but yes uh, so that was the acceptance part where mm-hmm. i started to accept myself and then is the next phase where i would say uh, i i of course i joined work in 2010 started working in 2010 and mm-hmm. all of this that phase of with lego and the spread of the color was happening during my college my college years and then 2010 when i started to work mm-hmm. again the same thing it was difficult people seeing me at work with the looks it was a little challenging time at work as well mm. i wouldn't say anybody insulted me but of course people look me with the a different look and one of the most uh, funniest things i would say not funny but i would say it's like the way to tag me like mm. so if i was seen with someone and then somebody wants to talk about me and they don't know my name the best thing for them to describe me would be hey that guy with the white patches that, that was would like be your identity to, and your reference point how to refer yeah, to someone yeah yeah so i was being referred that way yeah yeah that guy with the white patches yeah so that way so of course that would not make you feel so good but yeah so that was how the work culture started for me and the work 
I work with the Bhavan group and I've been with them for all this while. You know, as human beings, I feel that there's so many dimensions to us wherein we are constantly judging, hmm? comparing ourselves. I feel it's more to do with our own thinking about ourselves rather than what others think. So do you feel it even happened with you because the way you said that your friends accepted you, maybe some of them did, you know, say something, but then they said it on your face and some did say something and khalas, now that's done. But were there times when you created a situation in your head when it was not supposed to happen, but it is something that you felt from within? Oh, if you think that way, I don't know. But there are times when I would think like, what if I go or do something and rather than looking at what I'm doing, they would probably make fun of hmm. my skin or things like that. That used to happen again. This was in the earlier phase hmm. before the acceptance phase. So like right. I told you, I have two phases. One is the acceptance part, hmm. which I did slowly with all these little bit of paintings on my skin and slowly going out and just forgetting about this. That was the acceptance part. Hmm. But the most important phase that I would feel is the loving it part. Hmm. Yeah, that is what makes the difference. So acceptance is one, but loving it is what made the difference in my life. In order to okay. love yourself, the first step is to accept yourself. So bravo, yeah. because you had gone to the first step. Now tell us more. How did the second step, the loving step come into existence? Uh, in 2015, hmm. I, I joined this Toastmasters club. So for those who don't know what is Toastmasters, Toastmasters is more of a public speaking uh, platform. Hmm. It's a communication and leadership uh, building platform. It's an international platform and it's been in Oman for quite some time. And I happened to join a club called Speak and Lead Toastmasters in 2015. And I joined Toastmasters, whatever the reason behind it, uh, I was forced into it or somehow I joined the club. And then slowly, uh, as a part of your projects, you're supposed to speak, hmm. give speeches. I was really stuck because what do I speak? And the first time I had to give a speech was about myself. And I went and I went and gave a speech. Obviously, you have to script it down before it's a prepared speech. And I gave a speech about myself. Once I gave a speech about myself and I came back. Hmm. And when I sat at home and reflected through the whole speech, I realized I felt good that I said something about myself and there were people appreciating it. Hmm. So I said, wow, okay. So I can go to a place and talk about myself or talk about things where people will not make fun of you mm. and probably get accepted with whatever you say. Mm. So I said, wow, let me try. And then from there, I slowly actually started to um, give speeches mm. that was close to me. And on another day, I would have never spoken those things if it was not for this platform. I was speaking out what was holding me back. Hmm. So through these speeches, I felt that burden that was built into me, inside me, slowly getting released. Hmm. So I started to feel more light. And right. then I started to take tougher calls, started to take speeches that probably no one would do because it might be tough to do such a speech. But I decided to express myself and speak out 
whatever was actually holding me back hmm so from 2015 16 17 i started to give speeches a lot to do with my life hmm the things that held me back and there were some really good speeches that i gave and every time i finished giving those speeches i felt like wow i think today it's much better for me and it's not just acceptance i've started to realize that man vimal you are much more than acceptance <laughs> you are much more than who you think you are just continue yeah. to be that and i think those inner strengths that came to me after i gave those speeches and and what i really loved about giving speeches was i could bring back those things that i actually was good at hmm. i mean i've always been known to be a person who's very creative hmm. who's very colorful who likes to think differently do things differently and i use these speeches as a platform for me to start expressing my art my creativity different styles of speaking different ways of expressing and and then i really realized that this is a good platform for me to bring back the things that i actually stopped because of my weight ligo hmm. hmm so i started doing that for a while and in 2017 i gave a speech and i will always talk about the speech the speech was called 50 shades of white that speech i can say was a life changer for me because in the content of that speech was exactly what was holding me back hmm the vimal that moved from acceptance to loving myself happened in that speech so that speech had multiple effects one was i got my parents to witness that speech live and that was the day my mom and dad felt confident that i am absolutely fine when i'm outside because they always thought that okay he's fine at home but when he goes out how does people face him how does he face the people around him how does he accept maybe people make fun of him there were all these questions right. in their head right but that speech made them so confident about me that mm. they came and hugged me and said today we know that you're fine just the way you are <laughs> and one of the most important messages that i wanted to bring out in that speech was that we might have lot of things that we feel are being judged by people hmm maybe we feel you're fat maybe you feel you're hairy maybe you have you're bald or probably you're uh, having vitiligo you start to pity yourself and self pity is the factor that kills you right because and right. that's what i lived in that i lived in that for a while and that only sinks you further down so that speech helped me to push myself out of self pity and say one simple thing and this is my quote for life you know i'm fine just the way i am and just the way i'm not and everybody else is also fine just the way they are and just the way they are they are not i think in today's time this is one of the biggest topic right accepting yourself loving yourself you go anywhere people are talking about it everyone is talking about it but how many of us are actually living it how many of us have actually accepted ourselves we're always waiting for someone else to accept us someone else to love us but we haven't begun with ourselves and actually there's something about that video i i what i did after i delivered that video and got the I mean, delivered that speech and got that video in my hand. Is mm-hmm. I shared it with more than uh, I don't know, maybe ten thousand people who have affected with Vitligo. Mm-hmm. I tried to reach out that video to as many people who have affected with Vitligo, because wow. I felt even if in that ten thousand, if one person got inspired and right. started to accept their right. Vitligo, I would be so happy. So yeah. that was one of my biggest happiness with that speech that I could reach out to people who had Vitligo. and there are people who got back to me saying that yes 
after seeing your video today i feel like i love my skin so <laughs> yeah so that was really a glad moment for me yes to at least push some people to accept this with lego like uh, there's a famous quote by dh lawrence the leopards are not worried about their spots and the giraffe is not worried about its height and the elephant is not worried about its size it's only we humans right. who are worried because we get worried by how people judge us so yes. yeah yes. but that is incredible i mean you know one is facing your own self and accepting your own self and then once that has been achieved making sure that other also like the others also feel this way and they can also join you on this path or you know this this journey of self discovery so that is incredible i think it's yeah. uh, it's going the one step ahead you know going the extra yeah. mile not just limiting it to yourself so more power to you vimal for this more power to yeah. you yeah thanks thank you <laughs> would you say that your journey from brown to to being multicolored from multicolored to being white this entire journey of uh, with lego would you say that it has helped you find yourself yeah of course like i said 2017 when i gave the speech hmm. after that the amount of people that have called me and spoken to me hmm. you know they were my old school friends my relatives who spoke to me and said vimal we knew you as a person who was capable of so much more and we didn't hear of you ever since your school and now we see you after so long on a speech like this we hmm. want to see that old vimal back again and a lot of people did say that to me and uh, and that's when i started to realize i do have some things which is i mean by god's grace everybody is gifted with something and i i did feel that yes i'm gifted with certain things which i was not even utilizing 2% of it right from that day i started to give myself time and make myself realize that yes you are much more than what you think you are and mm. and that that ended up in the creation of my very own uh, brand called <laughs> vimillusion and the speciality about vimillusion is it's my name vimill mm. added with illusion so mm. why did i add illusion because yes uh, i do painting i do a bit of magic and so all of these stuff that i do is all an illusion to the people who see it so i believed i add the last two alphabets and add a vimil and then illusion mm-hmm. i don't think there was no need looking back after that because i think i've made more than 100 paintings after that mm. and uh, i have done lot of things that i feel so confident about and so happy about and you know i was so inspired by my own speech that in that speech i actually did not have a single tattoo but for mm. the speech i had done some painting just to show like it's paint work and yeah, today yeah. i i have felt that yes my skin is not just white it's the canvas for me to express myself and today my my skin has of course good amount of tattoos but those were all tattoos that i really wished to have on my hand because that was my expressions so today wow the vimal who was brown the vimal who got affected by vitligo and today that vimal is now let me tell you nobody refers to me as a guy with the white patches anymore now they Brilliant. say hey it's that guy with the beard and those colorful tattoos thanks to all those lessons that i learned that made me accept myself love mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. and now the best part is everyone else also loves me it's <laughs> <That's> amazing <laughs> so that's the whole point you accept you love yes. and then you automatically love will love will follow you 
you attract yeah. what you are if you are love you will attract love isn't it exactly yeah what is the reaction of people when you go back home you know because you hail from uh, india and from in india you hail from kerala before yeah, so and yes. after with you any funny yeah, so stories is, or anything of course of course there's a lot of funny stories actually because what happens is uh, end of the day we live in a country where not just india many parts of the world where still racism is still one of those aspects and hmm. and i have experienced um, i wouldn't i shouldn't be proudly saying this but i have experienced the impact of racism hmm. or you can say their skin color because today when you look at me you don't think i'm from india you know there are people who think i'm from greece and people who think i'm from god knows different i have got i can list down the number of countries that people think i'm from if they meet me for the first time and it's really funny one of those incidents that i really think about and it's it's funny is uh, i had a very close friend in school Hmm. she was studied with me till 12th standard and uh, we were family friends hmm. okay so her dad knew me very well and stuff and then she moved on and she moved to dubai 2019 i went to her house in dubai hmm. i mean in between i have always met her but never met her family hmm. for a long time ever since we finished school back in 2004 so i went in 2019 to her house and uh, her dad was sitting at the sofa and i just went up to him and i said hi uncle Mm-hmm. and he's like uh who are you my friend is like dad you don't know him come on you don't know him your father is telling her listen i know all your friends and i don't think you have a greek friend <laughs> okay <laughs> and that was so funny because i said uncle look at me closely this is vimal <laughs> uh, and he's like no way this is vimal and so that was one of the funniest incidents that i remember one for sure because he has seen me probably last in 2004 and mm. that time i was pure brown mm. and today i'm pure white so <laughs> so there was a big difference that i spotted right. there and then and of course when i go back to india my first stage that is the time when i was having with lego of course india gets worst because people look at you like like worse than even gcc right so i used to be looked upon like next level so but then uh, now whenever i go to india it's complete different experience i just love it i love it just just for the fun sake just for the fun sake because it's so much fun the people don't recognize that i am from kerala and and then people talk about you so i i would remember one of these incidents i was in the airport and i was taking the lift going down and there was these three girls who were the uh, Um, you staff. call them the airport, airport uh, mm-hmm. brown mm-hmm. stuff. Brown stuff. So three of them, uh, cute little three girls, they were in the same lift as mine, and we were going down, and then they start to talk. So mm. the one girl, and they're speaking in Malayalam, and they're like, "Hey!" Uh, so I was wearing my suspenders. So mm. one girl is like, "Hey, those suspenders look nice, right?" And yeah, that's nice. And uh, he looks smart with those dressing and stuff. So they're discussing about me, and one of the girls like, "What if he understands what we're speaking?" So mm-hmm. other girls like are you mad look at him how do you understand what this <laughs> and all of this is happening in malayalam and and then the lift comes down and they open the lift and three of them get out and i also get down and i'm like hey in malayalam i told them hey girls i know malayalam <laughs> okay <laughs> and they just 
<laughs> and this is literally rad. Must be so like, embarrassed. Was super embarrassed. And yeah, so I have had like really funny experiences being white. There are places that I get preferential treatment. I know it's mm. not the good thing, but considering the world, there is no thing as black, white, or brown. We all are equals. But I have felt the difference. At times, I felt so privileged. At times, they treat you like anything. And the moment you say, "Yeah, I, I'm Indian," oh, you're Indian. <laughs> That's it. And then it changes. The whole, oh no! Whole thing, whole thing changes, and it happened to me so many times. So people do think I'm from different countries, and in fact, yeah, this is one of my uh, jokes that I tell my mom. You know, like my mom always says, "Why does this happen to my son? He was all fine, and today look at him. He's become like this and stuff." and i used to always tell my mom mom you should be really happy you know you're an indian and you should be happy that you have a white european son you know so i used to always tell her this yeah this is going to be one of my questions uh, but something you mentioned about your mother like what she said that why this happened to my son yeah i wanted to ask you this earlier but now because you've narrated such incredible episodes and incidents and the way you've accepted yourself you start loving yourself and all all the good treatment that you're getting from people Is there any yeah. time that you say to yourself, "Oh God, thank you that it was me"? Initially, I thought I'll, I'll to ask you that. Did you ever say to yourself, "Oh God, why me"? But has that expression changed to, "Oh, thank you, God, thank you that it was me"? Yeah, hundred percent. Because I used to always think, "Why me?" Because mm. I told you a lot of things changed in my life. I stopped a lot of things in life. Yes. But today, I am really happy. that all this that it happened mm. yeah i'm really happy because i have grown stronger and mm. probably the inner acceptance and the love for myself helped me to become the confident person that i am today mm. and i'm i'm really confident i wouldn't say i'm overconfident but i'm so confident about myself today because i went through this i had the toughest phase i mean every like you said everybody has different phases and you cannot define what is tough for you and for the stuff for you might be different or for the stuff for me but end of the day what happened to me is what matters to me right and it was my tough phase and it wasn't easy of course when you see other people have different problems right. worst you right. would feel okay mine is nothing but end of the day whatever happens to you is what affects you your pain is your pain yeah. yes yeah so it did happen and i am thankful for all this to happen yes i lost a lot of years in those mm. years i would have probably maybe i wouldn't say i would have been someone different but like i said today i have vimulusion the vimulusion would have happened maybe 10 years back but it's okay maybe it would have never happened never happened so, yeah that's what i was thinking yeah so yeah. yeah so so you never know so i'm really happy that all this happened because today i'm able to express myself exactly mm. the way i want mm. and probably this interview that you're doing with me the talk you're mm. doing with me if it was 10 years back i wouldn't be speaking like this to you right because even if i didn't have vitligo probably i wouldn't be confidently speaking to you because i would just be the vimil mm. but today i am vimilution and that's because i have created a religion in my life and i feel that magic has sparked in me and i'm very very happy for whatever has happened I'm saying thank god this happened. I know for the fact some people who are gifted, they're perfect looking, just maybe 
you know, when Iber is not done well, they start criticizing themselves, not happy with themselves or women, nail is broken. Oh my God, my, they, they focus on it for like 10 hours and it is ridiculous. So just for those of us who are still losing it in uh, not making it to self-love, what would you like to say to them? Yeah, so the first thing I would like to say is if you have any solution for it directly, something that will help you to accept, go for it. Nothing wrong in it. Like you just said, someone has an issue with the eyebrow. If you feel you can do something that just corrects it a bit, makes you happy, go for it. I would never say don't make changes to yourself. I mean, it's okay to accept certain things and if it's possible to make a small change and get that done, it's okay. Mm. But I wouldn't tell you to break your head over it. That's mm. the most important part. See, there are certain things which can be corrected, which can be treated, which can be looked after. Mm. So it's not like you have a problem and then there is a proper solution and treatment for it and you will be like, no, I will accept I am the way I am. I don't think that's the right approach. If there yeah. is something that yeah. can be done to treat it, to correct it, go right. for it. Right. But there are things that cannot be corrected, accepted or treated. Those are the things you need to know that you have to accept it. So mm. this is the biggest difference. I would not tell everybody to go around and just say, accept yourself, accept yourself. I don't think that's the approach. But of course, if you feel that nothing can be done about it and you need to move on, the mm. best thing to do is accept yourself as fast as possible. Mm. Because every day that passes by, it gets even more difficult to accept yourself. So the yeah. most important thing is accept it ASAP. And once you've done that, quickly move into the gear of love. Love yourself. The moment you've done that part right, everything goes on track because the most important part is to accept and love yourself. And then nothing can actually you know, put you down. So, That's when life truly happens, isn't it? Yeah. If you don't accept it, and if you don't love yourself, any small criticism will bring you down so bad that it becomes really tough for you to accept yourself after that. Hmm. So hmm. the most important part is accept it and uh, love yourself. So when people criticize you or make fun of you, you only see the good part in it and move on. Right. So that's it. Right. So right. take, like they said, no, take it. Take whatever people have to say. It's okay. Because once yeah. you've accepted and loved yourself, all those things that come at you is just a waste of time for them. Yes. And you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. In life, it is indeed important to own our story and love ourselves because that eventually will be the bravest thing we will ever, ever, ever do. Thank you for listening to You Are Human. If you liked today's episode, then please share it. And if there is a subscribe or a follow option on the platform you're using to listen to this podcast, then please do that too. See you in the next episode. Until then, remember, our time is limited. Let's make the most of it.